Welcome to A Human Perspective, a podcast where I'll be sharing work and personal experiences and learnings. I will also chop it up with guests from time to time who will also share their own perspectives. I can't promise everything you hear on this podcast will always be right, but I can promise to always give you a human perspective. My name is Lola Ogentoken, and I'm your host. Let's go. On a previous episode of A Human Perspective, Saying No at Work, the Workload Edition, we discussed the common occurrence of being overloaded at work and how to push back and find ways around it. As a recap, I suggested the following. Number one, change your perspective. Don't just focus on the no itself. Focus on the why you need to say no. Number two, understand your boundaries. Remind yourself of what you find acceptable and what you don't. Number three, consider what good work is to you and how you are able to go about doing that. Remember that quality versus quantity debate? Remind yourself of how you do your best work. Is it by doing many things okay-ish or a few things very well? Number four, leverage your team and or peers. Don't forget you're not an island. You can and should leverage your colleagues and team members. Number five, talk to your manager. Here, I encourage you to talk to your manager in a way that keeps them in the loop of your current workload, priorities and challenges. Find a way to pull them into your world. So those were my five tips. However, I appreciate saying no is easier said than done, especially when you believe you have built a good reputation because you have always said yes. So let's dive into that a little further. Let's go back to the one-to-ones. Talking to your manager about the realities of your workload is easy to do when you have built a relationship through regular one-to-ones. This enables your manager to understand what is happening in your world in a more real-time way and makes tackling tricky topics much easier. A thoughtful manager will work with you to readjust. I also encourage you to always start the conversation looking at the whole picture, then becoming granular where necessary. When you start off granular, the conversation can get lost in that one detail and you've missed the opportunity to tell your full story. Start big, then chop it down. Where a topic requires more time, arrange a separate one-off conversation to cover that. Be open and vulnerable. Your one-to-ones can only truly be effective when you are able to be open and vulnerable. You shouldn't always be doing a positive spin sales pitch when you speak to your manager. You should feel comfortable to talk about the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. A lot of us have learned how to put on a default mask of contentment at work. We see this as being professional and showing we're stable and able to handle everything. If deep down this is not the case, you are misleading your manager and you are doing harm to yourself. I know it's not easy and it's really not what we've been taught to do in a professional setting, but I do encourage you to be open and dare you to be vulnerable. Maybe it's just me, but this is when I'm able to connect with people the most. The professional shell cracks and I care differently know your manager. Now I have a caveat to the point I've just made. 
Consider your manager's personality to determine your approach. Do you genuinely feel they care about people? Do you believe they care about you? There are some managers out there who are very pleasant, but don't give a fuck about people. There are others that are a little rough around the edges, but would give their right arm for their people. And there are people in between. Where does your manager fall? I have tried to be open and vulnerable with all my managers. Most saw it as an asset. In fact, it brought us closer together and I enjoyed my job even more. Regardless of the outcome, I didn't regret being open and sometimes vulnerable. I have learned if I can't be myself somewhere, it's simply not the place for me. Because I believe giving everyone the chance to show you who they are through how they handle you showing them who you are is super important. And if it's not rewarding, it certainly will be revealing. Get over yourself. Quite often, when we find we're good at something, we feel we have to be the one to do any and everything else that comes up in the future. No one is going to do it as well as you, so you continuously put yourself forward. But guess what? It doesn't have to be you. Your way is a way. It's not necessarily the only way or the best way. It's just a way you have to get over yourself. I've had to learn this lesson myself. In my case, I started to resent the work I was doing and how much more I was doing than others. What once brought me joy was making me miserable. I was so overloaded, I simply didn't enjoy the challenge or the work anymore, and I felt extremely undervalued. So don't let your ego take the reins, it will mess you up and make you angry and bitter. Or so I've um, heard. Know your priorities. It's very important you understand what is on your plate at the moment, where they sit in terms of priority and any associated deadlines. When talking to your manager, you need to use this information to set the scene. Ask your manager where they feel this project sits in relation to your current priorities. It may be there is a genuine need to make this project a priority, and that's okay. However, the problem still remains. I can't do it all right now. So what can I drop? or put on the back burner in order to get this done. Ask their opinion, but also make some suggestions of your own. This is where exploring alternatives comes in. Okay, so it's decided. You can't take this project on. The stars simply do not align, but don't just leave the conversation there. Work with your manager to explore alternatives. Can the project go to one or two members of your team? Can a peer take it on? Is this a project that can be picked up again at an agreed point in time? Can it become a group project so the workload and responsibility is shared? Consider the scope of the project and the potential solutions to ensure it is given the appropriate attention needed. You know, when you do this, there are just some things you can't run away from. Be prepared to feel like shit. (laughs) If you are someone who always says yes, Not saying yes can be tough. In fact, it can be painful. You will perceive yourself to be letting your manager down, letting yourself down, letting your family down, and goodness knows who or what else down. You're going to feel like a bad person. You may feel freaking evil. You may even want to run back to apologize and say yes, because for some reason, you think it's acceptable for the burden to always be yours. Be ready for these feelings to flow in. Take the time to break those feelings down 
and digest them. What do you feel exactly and why? And what is behind that? What did someone tell you or what did you see that makes you believe that? Really take the time to reflect when in this uncomfortable space. You will learn so much about yourself and you will learn how to better manage these feelings. Finally, sometimes it's simply time to leave. If you find you're caught up in this habit loop or your manager just doesn't have the ability to be considerate enough, doesn't matter how hard you try to make this work, the problem is not going to go away. At that point, it's time to leave. Things will not get better. They will spiral one way or another. Do yourself a favor. Let go and start afresh in a new space with new people committed to working in a new way. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of A Human Perspective. I look forward to seeing you in the next.